When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. The term nature is really used a lot in the aquarium hobby, isn't it? It's important that we recognize nature as the ultimate inspiration for our tanks. Nature, however, can be a rough place. The natural aquatic world doesn't take lightly to those who seek to edit it, parse it, or circumvent it. It's true. We know this because when we try to beat the system by skipping a step, wishing things away, or ignoring nature's rules, bad outcomes usually follow. But here's the thing. Even when we cheat, even when we take a shortcut, even when we fly in her face, after the ass-kicking, she's got our back. For example, when you aggressively siphon your sand, interrupting her process by removing the bulk of the detritus, biofilms, or other organics, not to mention the organisms which utilize them, there might be consequences like a temporary ammonia or nitrite spike at the worst. However, after the spike, if you're patient, keep feeding your tank and don't do anything stupid, obviously after getting your fishes out if you need to, like adding more fishes, doing something stupid like that, your tank will recover. Beneficial bacteria and microorganism populations will reestablish themselves. Our aquariums are a lot more resilient than we give them credit for. The passage of time and a hands-off approach to this recovery is crucial. Nature's oddly forgiving in this regard. We simply have to give her the opportunity to continue to do so as she has done for eons without our continued interference. As we've mentioned repeatedly, nature does her thing regardless of what we think. Algal blooms appear because the conditions favoring their growth, light and nutrient loads favor their establishments. And they'll continue to do so as long as these factors remain in play. If we back off light and continue regular nutrient export processes, at some point the algal bloom will fade into a more tolerable level. Now sure, some of nature's processes require us to make mental shifts to accommodate. Biofilms and fungal growths, as objectionable in appearance though they may be to us as aquarists, perform vital functions in nature and in the aquarium. They're not only normal, they're beneficial. There's something that we have been indoctrinated to loathe, to fear, however. Why? Largely because they look yucky, <laughs> because they tear at our aesthetic sensibilities. They go against everything that we've been told is healthy, when the reality is the appearance of these life forms is your confirmation from nature that everything is functioning as it should. We can benefit enormously as aquarists by embracing nature in its most unedited, literal form. And that is something that, you know, we understand it's, it, it's not appealing to everybody. I get this and sort of sticking it in everyone's face and suggesting that a truly natural aquarium requires the acceptance of a very polarizing aesthetic certainly can turn off some people. I do get it. However, I see little downside to studying nature as it is. It's important, in my opinion, to at least have a cursory understanding of how these habitats have, you know, have come to be, what function they perform for the fishy and, you know, inhabitants that reside there, and why they look the way they do even if you simply despise the types of aquariums that we talk about here. Why? 
because in the process of learning about nature as it is and the uniqueness and the fragility of the habitats that we love, we become more tuned to the way aquatic ecosystems function and the threats that these wild systems face. And when we have a greater understanding of the habitats themselves, we have a greater understanding of how to replicate their form and function in the aquarium. Simply copying it exactly, every beautiful aquarium that you see here or elsewhere online deprives us all of the amazing opportunity to study and be inspired by the wonders of nature as it is. Nature unedited. A confluence of terrestrial and aquatic elements working together to create a unique habitat by selecting to replicate, at least on some level, an unedited interpretation of these habitats, we open up to new aesthetic possibilities, foster breakthroughs in aquatic husbandry, and further the state of the art of the aquarium hobby. Having a certain degree of faith in nature is extremely important for us as hobbyists. Understanding that as our botanical style aquariums evolve, we can benefit by not panicking, not rushing to fix every little bump in the road which we encounter. Sometimes it's best to do nothing, to let nature perform the correction herself. She's damn good at it. Obviously, you need to obey all the common best practices of aquarium management in terms of nitrogen cycle management, water quality testing, nutrient export, etc. In a natural botanical style aquarium, blackwater or otherwise. However, if you have to, you also have to apply a healthy dose of the, you know, just referenced emotional elements into your regimen as well, faith. Going with your gut feelings is not always such a crazy notion. Learning to have faith in nature and her work isn't so bad either. Nature always finds a way, right? Nature can correct many of the problems we create in our aquariums, if we let her. Now we talk a ton about the aquarium as a microcosm thing. And don't forget, although aquariums are closed ecosystems, they're still subject to nature's rules and processes. Remember, anything you add to an aquarium, wood, sand, botanicals, and of course livestock, is part of the bioload and it will impact the function and environment of your aquarium. Even materials like rock and substrate add to the chemical dance that occurs in our aquariums, and they have their own set of impacts. Nothing we add to our systems has no consequences, either good or bad, attached to it. Aquariums are living, breathing entities. They're influenced by a large number of internal and external factors, just like the wild aquatic habitats which they represent. Giving them a certain amount of space to, to be is important. Constant tweaks and adjustments, well-intentioned though they may be, are stressful for the miniature ecosystems that we create. And rapid, dramatic environmental shifts are never a good thing for any type of aquarium. And a system like we run with lots of organic material present is just as susceptible to insults from big, poorly thought out moves as is any other aquarium. Perhaps even more because by its very nature, our style of aquarium is based upon lots of natural materials which impact the environment on multiple fronts. We need to remember this. We need to observe our systems keenly, test when we can, and always apply common sense to any move we make. Nature's got our back, provided we do our part. There's no plug and play formula to follow, only procedure, only recommendations for how to approach things, only common sense and the wisdom gained by doing. We sound a bit repetitive here at times, I get it. However, like so many things in aquarium keeping, our best practices are few, they're simple, and need to be repeated until they simply become habit. In our case, prepare all botanicals prior to adding them to your aquarium. Add botanical materials slowly and gradually, assessing the impact on your aquarium environment and its inhabitants. Number three, either remove botanicals as they break down, if that's your thing, or replace them when they reach a point where they're no longer providing aesthetic and environmental conditions that you desire. Observe your aquarium continuously. 
Specifically, observe the changes that your aquarium goes through as it evolves into a little microcosm. Do you really want to prove to yourself that nature's got your back? Well, then just leave your tank to fend for itself for a while. Like, think about it. How much more will things change by simply delaying water changes for several weeks, by not siphoning detritus at all? Will this really become sort of a problem? Or will the bacteria, fungal growths, and other microorganisms and crustacean life living among our botanical substrates continue to do what they do, breaking down organic waste and reproduce? Yeah, they will. It's what nature does. I'm 100% convinced that a natural botanical style aquarium can better handle a period of this sort of benign neglect than almost any other type of aquarium can. Not that you'd want to do this, mind you, although I tried it once as a sort of experiment. Yeah, I'm a fairly diligent, borderline obsessive maintenance guy. I love my weekly water exchanges, but I did it. And my tank ran just fine. And that shouldn't really be a surprise when you think about it. The natural botanical style aquarium is sort of set up to replicate a habitat where all this stuff is taking place already. Leaves, seed pods, etc. are more or less ephemeral in nature and are constantly breaking down in these environments. Decomposition, accumulation of epiphytic growth, and colonization of various life forms is continuous. And I think to myself often, how strange is it that we spend so much concern, so much time and money and effort trying to eradicate some of the very things which our fishes have embraced for eternity? And further, I can't help but consider what audacity we have as humans to feel the need to edit nature to fit our own aesthetic sensibilities. Sure, we can't get every functional detail of nature down, every single component of the food web, every biochemical interaction, the exact materials found in every tropical aquatic habitat. We interpret it, but we can certainly go further and continue to work with nature and employ some sense of acceptance and awe in our work. Embrace nature. Understand how our closed systems are still little microcosms subject to the rules laid down by the universe. Realize that, realize that sometimes, more often than you might think, it's a good idea to leave well enough alone. Because nature's got your back. Stay calm. Stay inspired. Stay open-minded. Stay bold. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tannin.